This episode of What's Who's Him Radio is brought to you, as always, by whatsuitsim.com. We out here. Um, the website is in phenomenal condition right now. Uh, I, okay, I know I said it literally every episode, but I also haven't had an episode in like two months, so you haven't heard me say it in two months. And in those two months, I have made the website look even better. So, yeah, the it's way more user-friendly now, I think. Um, and we are in year four of the What's Who's Him Not Very Scientific ranking of the year's best songs. We out here. Um, songs six through ten have been posted on the site and uh if you want to just check out what those songs are before you head to the site to read the write-ups um head over to our insta at what's who's him obviously but shoot over there i don't give it enough love so shoot over there um in the story are snippets of songs 10 9 8 7 and 6 and then you can shoot over to the website and read uh the synopses of, of of the songs so yeah that's a cool little i think addition to it this year um and yeah songs five through one will be posted before the end of the year. So I'm excited to to, to write about these last five songs. I think I, I tweeted a few weeks ago that um, I'll let people people folk, poke holes into songs 11 through 25, um, which are available via playlists on Spotify and Tidal if you just want to hear those. Um, but uh, 1 through 10 is unassailable. I will not let anybody talk about my top 10. I think, I, I think this is the best top 10 I've ever... <laughs> ever come up with and this has been a phenomenal year in music so shout out to um all the artists out there who've given me plenty of material to pick from so yeah shoot to the insta to see what songs 10 through 6 are shoot to those web the website to read about songs 10 through 6 and then be on the lookout for songs 5 through 1 and if you just want some music to listen to um in the next few days uh look up first 15 2018 or just look up what suits him on title and spotify and Listen to songs 11 to 25 this year for the West Who's Him. Not very scientific breaking of the year's best songs. Woo woo. Also, real quick, I want to my own horn a little bit. Uh, take a look at the photography on the website. Um, I did a couple cool things this year with my camera, I think. And I invested in a Nikon a few years ago because I wanted to take it serious. But, man, these iPhone cameras are getting ridiculous. Like today, I'm home for break. Uh, home back in Detroit for break. And um, my stepmom and I live in the woods now. And there are no sidewalks where we stay, but I was walking to the library, which is about a half mile away, and a bike rode past, and it was a beautiful day. And I just, the, I, I don't know, I saw the angle, and I was like, let me see if I can I can grab this, and it came out um, pretty dope. So I, I don't think that's on the Insta yet, but it's definitely posted on the site. Um, so yeah, just, just any feedback would be amazing. I'm not a professional, I don't even purport to be, I'm faking it till I make it, but I am big on aesthetic as evidenced by the site and I love taking very dope pictures. So, um, yeah, let me know what you think about them. I don't know if you can comment or like on them, like them on the website, but definitely head over to the, back to the Insta at what's to look at the photography that's been posted there uh, and like, and comment on that if you, if you want to, but yeah, I do think that the pictures came out pretty dope this year. And I mean, I'm not a professional, but if you, if you want to hire your boy, you know, don't take nothing but an email. So um, if you're that impressed, I'm definitely willing to work with you. So let me know. Um, and as always, the consulting work is still in full swing. I'm um, heading into 2019. If you need your resume back together, if you need your cover letter together for a job opportunity, if you need a personal statement for a scholarship for, for a college application, um, that's what we're here for. So uh, click the consulting tab on the website or email us at consulting at whatsusim.com. Let us know how we can help. Again, it's consulting at whatsusim.com or uh, the consulting tab on the website. So, yeah, project contributor and resident smart guy Will Garner is back today. I texted him a couple weeks ago, actually after reading 
a New York Times article essentially about how Facebook has lost its mind, um, which which frightens me specifically because I guess Facebook is the first site um, that I specifically can remember having a legitimate attachment to. You know what I mean? Um, I never had a blank plan. I never had a MySpace. I'm about to date myself, and I know none of you. Now, I, I won't say none of you, but if any of you had a Bebo when we were 12 and 13, then much props to you, but I doubt anybody had one or remembers what it was. And that's all I ever had before Facebook. And all I ever wanted was a Facebook. So now to think about the fact that this thing I kind of longed, not longed for, but was um, thirsty for as a 14-year-old, and now as a 26-year-old, it's like I don't even want to. I haven't. I deleted by Facebook. I, well, I'll, I'll get into into depth to that with William, but I don't even want to think about Facebook anymore. And it's because I don't, I don't want. I there there are so many negative consequences that come with social media in general, and I'm terrified about my participation in that and and sowing the consequences from it because of my participation. So, um, I want to talk to somebody else about it because I'll be in my own head about a lot of this stuff and. Um, because William's so so wise about it and so smart about it, and actually we'll get into this too. He's writing a book on it. Um, I want to to bounce some thoughts about social media and um, how that affects our mental health off of him to see if um, we could come to any sort of consensus. Consensi, I don't know if consensus is the word, but just any sort of rational understanding about how we can sort of, if not fix it, mitigate against its worst problems because. We have definitely crossed the tipping point, and I don't know if we can um, put that back in the bag. So we will see. But yeah, Will's coming up right after my brother theme song, Willie Mac. Yeah, I'm Detroit Zone Savior, Detroit Zone Plug, Detroit Zone Future, Detroit Zone Love. I'm Detroit Zone. Yeah, I'm Detroit Zone. Yeah, and I never asked for my heart back. You can have. So I'll be the funny part about this is I do need to get like better at doing formal introductions at the beginning of these shows because I really feel like I just start talking and it's like oh yeah who's on today yeah so whatever um, that feels natural though. I'm saying right because I'm saying like I could do that in, in the in the intro to the intro be like today on oh, today's yeah, episode we have young just author William Gardner yeah put it on there separate but I'm saying I'm just gonna include this now because. I we I've introduced you now as young as young author William Gardner, so that works. So today on today's episode, it's like the what's poppin', bro? <laughs> Thank you for coming back on the show. Ron is here too, but she um she's not talking today. I guess she's, she's just musing. She'll be back tomorrow. We have other stuff to talk about. I well I, I wanted to bring Will on <clears throat> specifically because I'm fed up with social media and oh. we are. <laughs> he's actually writing a a, a book about um <laughs> about mental health. And I think mental health and social media are kind of in, in, intertwined at this point. They're definitely linked. Definitely linked. Um, so, I mean, what, what made me think about it, I think, when I texted you that night is, I don't know if you read the article, I think the New York Times wrote it a couple weeks ago, um, essentially outlining further about how Facebook ain't shit. Um, <laughs> I mean, for, for lack of a better word, like, they, they, I'm trying to condense the article into, like, 50 words, but essentially because they were so scared about Republican backlash, they just went far right as fuck. Yeah. Essentially, like, that, that's what the article said, was they were so afraid of making Republicans mad, they became a Republican establishment. I mean, but who are their users? Think about um, it. Like, who are, who are Facebook's users, I guess? Well, I mean, like... I know everybody. Yeah, I mean, everybody, Facebook, but... But what is the majority of their of their users? Are they taking 
I guess, are their demographics a mirror of the demographics of the country that they are native to, America? That's like, a valid question. I don't know. I think, I, I guess I didn't really approach it from that. And I don't know. I, I guess I'm always afraid about being the jerk who always thinks he's right, right? Like you don't want to be the asshole who's like, I know what's best. But it's, I feel like Facebook, I feel like a lot of these organizations are, it's easy to be like, I don't want to pick sides. Wait, when you say they're, you, when you say Facebook ain't shit, are you specifically talking about, you're probably just talking about the whole organization, but mm-hmm. are you saying that because of their b- data breaches? Are you saying that because of their far-reaching right stuff, or is it I all think, I mean, it, I th- it's all. I think it's all tied together. I think, okay. like, to me, what scares me the most, because I, I deleted my Facebook a few weeks ago. Oh. Like, deleted, didn't deactivate, deleted. That's commitment. Um, and what's, I mean, what scares me is, I mean, these friend requests that I get from people I don't know, it's like, who are, and I mean, I yeah. decline them, but it's like, man, what, like, what is happening on this website anymore? You <laughs> it's know been like that since we got on there, though. But not, it's, it's never felt so insidious, bro. Like, mm. like, the the point at which, like, I mean, because, again, the, the, the internet technology has, has blossomed beyond our wildest dreams. Like, we, we have not been able to cap it. Right, right. And I think what scares Nobody wants me, you to. Nobody wants you to. But I think what scares me the most is, like, okay, a threat comes from Russia about, um, well, pertaining to the election, 2016 presidential election, and to have the hubris to be like, oh, we're just going to ignore this, or this isn't a big enough deal to try to fix, or you know what I'm saying? Like that shit like that frightens me. I think that's them trying to act more leftist in their approach to like uh, sensationalized shit. I think that sometimes when some something happens that's trying to point at their lack of integrity at protecting their platform, they're kind of like, oh, no, no, we're going to, you know, we're going to keep our, our users backs, but we can't police the world. And so and so, you know, we have to allow people to have their free speech. Then it kind of backfires in a, in a way that it, it I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna say backfire. It just kind of played through. It played out because if you don't take things, if you don't take an extremely conservative approach in those types of happenings, when you've got people breaching and, and possibly, you know, people just impersonating folks that don't even mm-hmm. you don't even live in the country, just impersonating a citizen. Right. So it's kind of hard to investigate in the first place. But since you didn't do that much investigating, this shit progresses and it plays through mm-hmm. and it actually starts to have an effect. It actually starts to show its validity. Right. So then you come back. And you overreach. You go overly conservative. Mm-hmm. You do allow far right shit to start to show its head. And I think part of that is them allowing stuff to police itself more so than like them trying to be far right. Because te- the reason I say it that way is because technically Facebook has not tried to keep either side from sh- from saying or showing what they think yet. No, but they have though. Well, I'm, let me say, let me try to say they have. So I read something else yesterday that says Zuckerberg and well, they hired. Some chief strategist who is who was a, who was a, a Republican operative, a former. Fr- oh damn, that's gonna be in there. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Um, but they hired some guy who's like a former Republican operative, and him and Zuckerberg wanted a lot of. I don't. Want, I mean, I don't want to misquote what the, what what they said, but essentially, like the the premise was they wanted Daily Caller to be able to vet some of the information that was being posted on, on Facebook. And Daily Caller already has a very poor reputation for, like, spreading misinformation. Mm-hmm. Daily Caller, I think, is a Republican-based website. Okay. So essentially, like, that's what I meant about Facebook jumping so far back, right? It was like, everybody thinks we're liberal, so we're just going to be anti-liberal right. for the next however long. And it's like... But that's what I mean. Like, <clears throat> if, they, if, it, if the effects start to take root, the effects that you let happen with the Russians and with the election throughout the... And how... Really, if you think about it, the election was... 
affected so much by an online site. Mm. Okay, so it's just it, the people make the site. Right. So you're, it's a reflection of people. So if <clears throat> if the demographics seem like they shifted because they listened to that rhetoric, they responded to that rhetoric, they reinforced the rhetoric with actions at you know at certain little petty moments when they could throughout his campaign mm-hmm. and so far throughout his presidency. If that's what they see, then doesn't it kind of make sense that they followed that? No, but what's, you see what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm, I'm I, not I, saying I, I that, that it's right. I get that as a business. No, 100 right. is a business model. <laughs> I get it, but I'm saying like in terms of being on the right side of history, bro. That's what scares me oh, with well, these organizations. Yeah. Is like, but this you, is you history. Wanna, He's the president. It's still the wrong side of it, though. Well, that's the thing. Now is when you, when this type of stuff gets so far progressed, even in our present time, because we're talking about history, but in present time, he's been president for more than two years. This is going on three years now, right? right. Tripping? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll so, be year three next year. Right. Feels like forever. But if it's, if it's gone on this long, this is history that's occurring now. So we can say, because we disagree with it, we can call it the wrong side. And I'm not choosing sides right now, because mm-hmm. if I did, I would be we'd be basically talking the same thing back and forth. Right, fair, but fair. I'm just saying, like, if we look at history as it is right now, it's playing out how a lot of people want it to play out. Mm-hmm. Not the majority, mm-hmm. but a lot of people do. And so I think maybe it's time people to kind of realize, and it's probably what you was getting at saying, how you kind of tired of social media, kind of t- time for people to realize, like, well, this is just a, pl- this is just a tool. Okay, mm-hmm. we can't say that. Okay, Facebook is America, so that makes it good. No, Facebook exists within America, but f- and but that's that's what it is. You can't try to make Facebook so American that it's wholesome because America is not a hundred percent wholesome. But I don't think it's to me. It's less about the Americanness of it. So I, I think I think it's 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 twofold, right? Like so, jump so jumping back a little bit. Um, we've definitely crossed this tipping point where we just overshare every fucking thing. Like I'm, as a kid, Facebook was fun because. A, we didn't have no it was, we didn't, pictures. We, it was it was pictures. B, we didn't have the perspective to understand that like the shit we're posting probably is juvenile and might hurt us in the future. Yeah. And <laughs> and C, it was like it was just a place for it I, was innocent because it was, we were innocent it, using exactly. It. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, fair enough. So <laughs> that's what bother, that's what bothers me though. It's like we've gotten older. I guess we're not so innocent and, and doe eyed anymore. And it's like, yo, I don't I don't know. I, I <sighs> sounds like you're aching for nostalgia. I'm not aching for nostalgia. <laughs> I'm aching for people to be fucking smarter. Uh, yeah, well, oh, that's a daily struggle in everyone's but, life. No, but, so, but social, for, to me, that's what bugs me about social media is we've, we've, like I said, we've crossed this tipping point where we overshare. Nobody seems to really understand. Like, so, so my perspective of social media is I, I, I mean, I was talking to Deb about this the other day. Social media is specifically to flex and to be outraged like those are those are the two main uses for social media now is to be like hey look at me and hey i'm smarter than you like those right, those are right. the two those are the two main things yeah so it's like okay unfortunately okay we've gotten there we understand that and i and i'll be feeling like a hypocrite because i'd be on social media mad about people being mad so it's like yo you look at the pot calling the kettle black but it's like yo why aren't you niggas happier like nobody's happy on social media. Yeah, and you know what? It, it's kind of a vicious cycle because people aren't happy on social media, and they look to social media to for be happiness. happy. Yeah, and I, it's something I forgot where I even heard this recently, but somebody told me like you know social media is just people seeking experience mm. because people that can't if you can't experience it yourself, the next best thing is to see someone see else somebody experience else it, it yeah. whatever it is. So that's why we see everything online from, I mean, honestly, through social media or whether you find the specific channels online, you got stuff from porn all the way to making food, Mm -hmm. all the way to doing homework, all the way to lessons. Like everything's covered because it's it's experiences. It's just an, it's a simulated experience, true enough, but we can't all be fortunate enough to take these things up and take the time out to do them. So people are looking for experiences 
And to me, that's kind of, I mean, that's just a deeper, it's a deeper sign if people are so unhappy because they just can't gain access to any mm-hmm, experiences mm-hmm, that they'd mm-hmm. like to, they'd like to, you know, have, or, or maybe it's a problem with ambition. It, I'm not trying to say the world is just that terrible of a place where you can't get anything. Some people just lazy some, or some yeah. people don't take the time out to try to make their lives better. But if they're trying to make it better through social media, I would say that maybe you're probably, you have a good intention. And I think that mm-hmm. that's not unhealthy. The unhealthy part is just the overuse and the misuse of these things like these platforms and i don't believe they're inherently wrong at one time i did at one mm-hmm. time i be- i just thought twitter and instagram was disgusting on every level i thought that shit all going all the way back to myspace i just i'm like this is weird yeah. and then facebook came i mean up, I, like, I, 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 facebook? honestly i, I thought myspace and black Planet were weirder than anything we're doing now yeah don't keep were. it a buck no they were don't keep it a buck i thought they were way weirder than anything we're doing they now. were they were, but the the thing is now, I guess it's so it's consistent. We were able to make it so constant, mm-hmm. consistent mm-hmm. that you are able to have an addiction now. You are yeah. able to have, you know, a full. I mean, these phones are in our powerful. hands all the time, constantly, and they're more powerful than the machines you were using to do MySpace, coding MySpace. Mm-hmm. You could do that on an iPhone like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not hard if we had the if we had a way of doing that, creating an interface to do that. Right. You could code through that phone. It has the power to. So that's what I mean like it's become more consistent and more constant and I think that the intention of them is prob- was probably positive at one time and I think that their their potential is vast and positive you you could reach so many more people and help so many more people just for the simple fact that the internet allows you to but then you have to look at what framework this is all working in we still live in a capitalist country and by far really a capitalist global economy mm-hmm. so that means nothing's for free ten stop Nothing is for free and flat out like it's this stuff just gets ruined. It gets ruined by that type of mindset. Like nothing is going to be wholesome or innocent because something has to pay for it. Something has somebody got to watch it. But that's the point, bro. It's like the powers that be are depending on us, on our addictions at the end of the day. Because I I, I get what you're saying about um, people like 100 because I I empathize with the notion of social media is good for for seeking experiences. If, if I can't experience it myself, it's cool to see somebody else doing it. But at a point, FOMO kicks in. It's like, well, why the fuck exactly. ain't I able to do it? Yes. I want to do that. What, what makes them so good that they can do it and I can't do it? And then it's jealousy and then it's envy. And then it's <laughs> now I'm unhappy because yeah. somebody else is living life I want to fucking live. It's yeah. all about comparison. Yeah. And that's the unhealthy part about it is if you have the perspective to be like, and I'm saying this is somebody who tries to have a perspective and falls into it a lot where exactly. it's like, oh, damn, I want to be doing that. <laughs> And I think I'm a fairly, like, reasonable person. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if I think I'm reasonable and there are people who don't have that perspective right. on social media all goddamn day, look at other people's lives, mad at the world, it's like... It's easy weird. to tell how they would have a problem. Right. Yes. So that that's, that is literally what scares me more than anything else is if, if I think I understand how this is all happening and I'm still falling into it, there are people who don't even care to think about how this is all happening. Exactly. They're definitely falling into it. But that's it. the thing. If you don't care to think about it, I'm just going to fall back on an old adage, I guess. But if you fall for the game, you deserve to get played. Mm. That's just bottom line. I don't care what field you're really in. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you if we're talking about something where it's voluntary, yes, yeah. you deserve to get played for that. You know, so I'm not saying that uh, it's up to you to necessarily see all the all the patterns that grow through social media because not everybody has the training to understand like sociology and psycho- mm. psychological patterns and stuff like that. If you don't have that knowledge, that's fine. But that's again a choice to say like, maybe I'm on this phone all the time. Just the fact that I'm on it all the time means I should probably have a certain right. level of understanding for how it's affecting works, yeah. me. You know, like the same thing if you eat, if you eat hot dogs every day, my nigga, I hope you know what's in hot dogs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's, that's not, that's not asking a lot of any adult. Yeah. That's for, for a child. That's like, Oh, that's unfair. They didn't know for an adult, you know, mm. and we know 
know you know because you have to click that I accept thing for right. your agreements and you have to do you have to go through processes for these things to occur. You got to set up a fucking account. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't get to just go but, on Twitter and say bro, a guest like, account. I want to say some shit about the president. You have to put something there. You got to create even if it's a burner account. E- you even something. even to the point what bugs me more than literally anything else is I'll be scrolling Twitter, I'll be seeing these dumbass tweets and I'm like you press tweet. <laughs> exactly. Like that's that that is that is your stop right there. Like anytime I type out some shit that I'm not that convinced about, I yeah. press save the drafts. Yeah. I don't like, bro. I'm not trying to be on the timeline just talk dumb shit. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> and then like you could, I, and then I don't call nobody on it because I don't care like that. But like, if you were to call somebody else on it, then it becomes, and that's the second part about social media too is nobody knows how to talk to each other. Yeah. And so like you try to have a a, a, a legitimate conversationalized debate about something, and then yeah. you call a bitch, and it's like. How am I supposed to take that? <laughs> I was just trying to talk to you. Now I'm all, now I'm all types of bitches. I nigga. think the the ratio of people that are willing to talk shit online is much much higher than the people that are willing to talk shit in, in real life. No, 100%. and that that's the thing. Like so, any so that's why our parents, I think, and our generation before us are like, oh y'all so crazy. We're not crazier than them. We just have a platform or platforms where you can say shit with no consequences. Mm-hmm. Zero. It was not like that before. So people would naturally kind of police themselves. Why wouldn't you, nigga? It's gonna be consequences for what you're saying. Like, but it makes sense to me that people lose some of their inhibitions online. It's just that you can't use that and say like, oh cool, I don't even have to learn how to do it in real life now. Mm-hmm. I can just tweet all my all my inhibitions away and I could just I could post it online and make it seem like my life is great that's where it becomes unhealthy for obvious reasons and that FOMO you're talking about is a natural reaction that's the thing like I even I wrote about that too I got sent you that Mm -hmm. that's that's earlier in in what I wrote Mm because it's some I have never heard someone speak of anxiety or speak of social uh social dysfunction without somehow referring back to FOMO Mm -hmm. And it, I really think it has something to do just with the fact that you, yeah, your brain is gonna try to gain experiences, bro. If somebody's constantly well, talking about I what they're doing and showing you ways of showing you different things to do, you gain curiosity, it, and it, that curiosity can keep growing if it's just fed and mm-hmm, fed, and, mm-hmm. and that's what social media does. It is literally called a feed. You mm-hmm. are you are looking at something that's just being fed to you. It's it's just like a TV when they would say, oh, it's real programming, brother. Yeah, well, whether you believe that or not, you are being fed something that's supposed to be consistently right. in digested I mean, and, and truly digested. Not just, You don't just look at these pictures. You think you're just looking at them. Mm-hmm. They, are in, they are nestled in there. Your memory is real. You know what I'm saying? Like, your brain's well, very efficient. It's funny you say that, and I hope I'm not betraying. Well, she probably ain't going to hear this podcast, but I, I saw her tweet. I, I, saw, I saw somebody, we, all three of us know, tweet last mm-hmm. night. About how she saw some Christmas party happening on her IG, and she felt away. Not like felt away, but like it was kind of like, damn, like I didn't hear about this, and now I feel. It, I, I think she felt uh, she felt FOMO, but she also felt like, well, if y'all don't fuck with me like that, then this reinforces the fact that I don't fuck with niggas like that. <laughs> and it's like, damn. Yeah. And, and I mean, she was talking it through, and it was very. She was being very reasonable with how she was talking it through, and again, I empathize with it because hundred percent, I get, I get the feeling of feeling like, dang, I thought we was homies. You ain't telling me right. about this, right? I get that, but it's Definitely. also like you cannot internalize that shit because it will make you bitter. It will. Yeah, of course, and that's another natural reaction. I mean, if you can't, if your brain keeps saying we got to get it, we got to get it, we got to get it, and then you cannot get it, no matter how much you try to think about ways to do it, you just can't come up with it, or you, you're not meant to, my mm-hmm. nigga. Like you're looking at someone else's life, so yes, yeah, a lot of times you're not gonna be able to assimilate that or, or to recreate it. So your brain is naturally gonna create some sort of little callus over that. It's gonna, mm-hmm. you know, just to protect yourself. Some people are tough enough to just say like, ah, eh, tough, bro, you know, whatever. Right. I couldn't do it. Move on. And they they could talk about it later on with no effect. But 
I I think a lot. I won't say most, but I think a lot of people have trouble doing that. It's a that's a point of pride. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying not being able to make your life what you want, not being able to exhibit the control that you want mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. certain mm-hmm. parts of your life is a point of pride for pretty much anybody. So if if you can't do it, no matter how shallow it may be, it should, maybe it is just a Christmas party. Maybe it's just oh they went to the movies. Damn, they went without me. Mm-hmm. Damn, let me you know what I'm saying let me why why don't I want me to go? That's crazy, you know. And you just start thinking ain't got none of them ain't got nothing to do with them not wanting not you to go. One, right, it nothing to do with it. You just you injecting stuff. You know, you creating reasons. Like I said, your brain because you can't do that. You can't go back in time. It's literally impossible to go back in time and go with them. So you have to create something there. You know what I'm saying? So you got to make a reason, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what it seems. It's the why you didn't get the invite, right? And I mean, it, it might come down because again, like this has happened to me before, and it's literally come down to me just texting the person like, "Hey, can I pull up?" And they're like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> like it's literally all it comes <laughs> down to. And, and think about you—you t- you probably text that out tens as fuck, push saying like, you know, let me just right, like, oh damn, they text back fast. Right. Oh, oh shit! All right, let me go, man. Right. Let me go get some lunch real quick. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like it's not even—it's never as big a deal as we mm-hmm, feel it is. Mm-hmm. And I think again, that's because FOMO is a real reaction. Mm-hmm. We like to think that if we feel something and notice something, that means that we must have control over it. That's not true. Nope. It's just because you feel it and you and it actually is affecting you, that probably means the opposite. It probably means you don't have much control over it and it's just coming over you and now it's on you. It's your responsibility to understand it and to, you know, basically, like I said, like assimilate that into your life. Like you can't just let it take over your life. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It has to become like, a, oh, wow, I feel this way. Why do I feel this way? How can I get rid of this right. feeling in a healthy a healthy way not just try to cover it up not try to ignore it but to actually like you know get rid of this feeling if my friends ain't sending me stuff and i'm wondering why i'm not going but i'm usually with them my self-esteem might have an issue because i'm usually with my friends anyway if they miss me this one time why would that make me feel some type of Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so that might be an internal problem if my friends are posting stuff online all the time and i'm not there okay we have a genuine issue like socially y'all don't really want me around for some reason Mm -hmm. so we are going to take a very quick break to tell you all about the free holiday co-work hours being held uh, by Street Credit. Um, shout out to my brother, Willie Mac Jr. Y'all know him for the Detroit song theme song we're using for What's Who's Some Radio right now and for being on the show a few times so far. But he's also one of the proprietors of Street Cred, um, downtown Detroit, 6340 East Jefferson off the riverfront. And uh, they are having, again, free holiday co-work hours from now until December 30th. Uh, entrepreneurs, business people, just folks needing a quiet space to get some work done over the holidays. Um, shoot down there. They have plenty of space to accommodate you. They have games. If you need to take a break, they got the Big Connect 4 going. They have refreshments. They got plenty of mimosas. I was a little jealous earlier. I saw Willie getting the, the mimosas together, and I'm like, dang, I need to shoot down there and get, <laughs> and get me some libations. But um, I might end up doing that either today or tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, shout-out to, to the Crawford family. Shout-out to Willie. Shout-out to Miss Crawford. Um, y'all take advantage of that. Again, 6340 East Jefferson, Street Credit. Um, they are holding these uh, free holiday co-work hours until December 30th. So take advantage of it, please. Um, for more information, uh, head to their IG, which is streetcred.det. Again, streetcred.det. Or you can shoot to Willie's Insta, which is Willie Mac Jr. Or his Twitter, which is Willie Mac underscore Jr. Again, Willie Mac Jr. or Willie Mac underscore Jr. is his Twitter. And the Street Cred uh, IG is streetcred.det. So. Again, much love to the Crawford family for providing a space for the young entrepreneur to get some work done over the holiday season. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very good look. So check that out if y'all have the opportunity to. Okay, back to Will. Well, I mean, part two of it, too, probably is, and I don't um, – well, I don't know, right? We'll, we'll probably talk about us. But, um, <laughs> I mean, we can talk about it, too. Like, I think part of it is we – at a point – and I mean, this happened with me too, because I feel like I have I've blown a few opportunities where I could probably be somewhere else instead of where I am right now. Mm. And now you'd be like, okay, 
what is my role in all of this? Nobody wants to deal with that shit either. Because mm-hmm. then it's like, well, if I, if I am partially responsible for my placement in my, in my life, then I have to fix something. Whereas if I can point somebody else and be like, you just don't like me, right. I would say you problem. Exactly. Exactly. It's not taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, because it's easier. I'm not going to say easier, but it is much you're, everybody's gonna be much quicker to try to like place blame somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That just means less work for yourself. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like that's not. I'm not even gonna try to break it down to like, oh, people are evil, people are mean. Yeah, no, people no, are people, people protecting themselves. Lazy, and they mm-hmm. and they are protected, but they mm-hmm. are lazy as fuck. Like people don't nobody want to have to do work on themselves for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Without mm-hmm. somebody basically pointing it out to them. And I think sometimes, like honestly, I think we do that shit prematurely. Like, we do it immediately. Like, once somebody says, or once we see something that, that we don't like on social media, it really is, like, the first reaction. Mm-hmm. People don't even try to consider, a lot of people don't even try to consider the fact that maybe they did bring about what happened, or, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, like, right, right. It's just, I don't know, like, it, something's happening now. I do think something's happening now where, like, just self, being responsible and self-awareness is, self-awareness is, is going down a lot. Like people are not using those nil. principles. <laughs> self-awareness much. is nil. I was listening to, and this ain't got nothing to do with nothing for real, but I mean, kind of does. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Press Box, I, and I tweeted about it um, a little bit ago. They were talking about just their dislike of year endless because of the repetitiveness of them. Mm. And I was kind of like, you're in for like music, or yeah. Like I mean, just in general, like music, oh, okay. movies, books, and I'm and they, they were they were highlighting a few, and it, it does happen in turning the group thing a lot of the time where. Um, Scorpion will be number four on somebody's list just because it was number one on somebody else's list and just because it was number nine. Like, it becomes an aggregation of what what did everybody else like. Yes. I don't make – so I, and I made that point. Like, the point at which you try to act like you know what the best music of the year was, you are a fucking liar. Because <laughs> art is supposed to be subjective, right? Yes. So, like, at the point at which you're like, oh, yes, everybody was right about this Drake album. Nah. And I like the Drake album, but I wouldn't be mad if somebody was like, it's mid, because, okay. I don't know. Some people would probably say it's a it's a symptom of the patriarchy or something like that. I'm not going to go deep into that, but, like, mm-hmm. com- over-competitive, just being too competitive. Mm-hmm. That's that's being way too competitive. Mm-hmm. We're talking about music reviews. You can't have competitive music reviews right. or music opinions. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody, it's an like you said, it's an opinion, and it's not it's, it's based on subjectivity. Right. It can't be judged objectively. Now, if you want to, maybe pop music. I feel like that's why that whole genre even exists, so that people can say, like, well, who yeah, likes yeah. it the most? Yeah, quali- yeah, quantitatively, you, know, you can like put put numbers on popular. Exactly, music. I can say how many numbers did you do? Right. Literally, and hip hop is like that too, because hip hop is built off of competitiveness. Mm-hmm. But it takes that; it owns that. But in music overall, like the just music as an art, no, like that's foolish as fuck to be to be an artist or to be an observer and an appreciator and think that you can competitively or comparatively. Sh- Put music up against one another doesn't make any sense to me. Now, if you put your opinions, if I, I've done that, you know, written like, well, I think this album is better than this album mm-hmm. because, because yeah, right. beautiful. We all love those sometimes. You know, like some something pieces are great because it lead goes from an opinion to a nuanced opinion to more of a principled thought to some, you know, like it mm-hmm. goes and dips mm-hmm. into cultural mm-hmm. areas, and it's just it's interesting that way to hear somebody's opinions like that. But if you just gonna sit up there and say like, no, y'all niggas don't understand, but, like but this bro, like, list, this is the ultimate list. What are you talking about? This is the ultimate the, list. I don't know. What that's you mean. part A, and then part B is like, I love my nigga Willie album. I can't. He didn't sell anything. So how am I supposed to be like, oh yeah, like let's compare. Let's compare, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's compare Ink University to Scorpio. That don't even fucking make sense. Yeah, but no, no, Under Boston is one of my 25 favorite songs of the year. I don't give a fuck. Definitely. Like, you know Definitely. what I'm saying? So Definitely. for people, like, I feel like, so I think about the list and it's like, okay, if somebody were to like point at my list and be like, oh, you put Smoke Dizzy at number nine, nobody cares about Smoke Dizzy. Good for you. Don't read my fucking list. I'm no, not, I mean, you know, hold on, hold on. You know what? Hold on. I do have, I, I only differ with you right there in your response. And I don't mean to like say nothing. 
I don't mean to check you at all. Oh, yeah. But what I mean is like I see that a lot of times on social media. Again, like we real quick to say like, oh, okay, that's nice. Then stop following me or you know block me or whatever. That's how we create echo chambers. That's a problem. I don't think that's how it should be. No. I feel like if someone wants to read your shit and disagree with it, disagree with it, my nigga. Either present an argument for your disagreeance mm-hmm. or just hold your disagreeance and talk shit with your niggas like I will when I go smoke tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, but don't I I agree with you and don't bring me no silly shit on right, right, right. all adults. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be productive yeah, t- in some yeah, yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. But to say like, no, don't read my shit. No, please read my shit, please, so that you can come back with your shit. Because if it, if you say something, but no, but that, but that's the thing, nice, man. Like, I might read it too. I don't know. No, but that's the thing. If you're gonna read my, like you said, like if you're gonna read my shit, come back with something. If I if, if I wrote a thousand words. Then don't come to me with no 140 character response, dog. I'm like, don't like I'm <laughs> No, I hear you there. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't. But that's that's the thing. Like, even that's why we always be saying now, like every time an, an uh, artist puts an album out, it's like, here come the fucking reviews. It's the same day, nigga. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. how can you have any sort of real response, valid response, relative response within this short of this short of a time span when the time span that the thing was made was probably months, mm-hmm. if not years, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like it, this stuff was made over all this time, all these experiences, all these thoughts are encompassed in this work. And then you gonna come and, and like you said, shit on it with 140 characters and you think that that means something. Right. That's a problem with the, the public just as much as the person who does it. Mm-hmm. Cause we do hyper, if somebody say something funny enough about an album on the day Man, of- That's that Twitter shit. I know, I know, but look, but hold on. Mm-hmm. To me, liking something shouldn't put it above what it's talking about. Like liking it online, I mean, like if I click a little heart button on mm-hmm. Twitter, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, if it goes to five hundred thousand likes, whatever. I mean, we all laughed, so maybe we just clicked, clicked like. But that shouldn't somehow spawn all these yeah, other that's, things. That's not an endorsement. Like, well, yeah. what about? Yeah, so whatever. He's they, these well, people. people, people, people these like, put those disclaimers in their in their bios though, like retweets and likes do not equal endorsements. They used, like people used to say that shit. I know, but that's that's bullshit. The reason it's bullshit is because the internet is a business. And so if whenever we put all of our energy into something, even if it is just likes, then there's other shit that's going to spawn off of that. Mm-hmm. If you give that shit that spawns off of that bullshit your attention to, now you are feeding the system. Now you're just creating this vicious cycle of bullshit articles and bullshit think pieces because people know they're going to get clicks and likes. Yeah. So that, that kind of is a problem with the public. It's us too. It's not just people who, who write these articles. People read this shit. Wait, it's, a vicious <laughs> cy- it's a vicious cycle. It's because... It's that's the thing, like, who... It's definitely a chicken-to-egg scenario. I... Because, I, again, like, there are people pulling the strings, like, that we will never see. Yeah. Um, but... Content creators. Yeah, content Air creators. Quotes. But, I mean, at the same time, like... We're a, you're a content creator. I am a content creator, so I really can't talk shit. But at the same... But I guess where I get afraid, and even with this podcast, bro, because I was talking to a friend a few months ago, and I've been, I've been listening to podcasts for 10 years. I've been trying to get one off the ground for five and she and we were just talking about what I've been doing since I moved back from DC, and she was like, "Oh, you podcast now too." And I know she didn't mean it pejoratively, <laughs> but the, uh, reading the text message, I was like, <laughs> like, "What does that even mean?" Like, <laughs> and then like she explained it like, "I mean, everybody podcast now," so it's like, funny. "Okay, yeah. I don't want to just be a nigga podcasting for the sake of podcasting." Right? I, I don't know, bro. I don't. I don't know. I, I get it. Everybody trying to get rich out here. Everybody trying to. Everybody trying to get their hustle on. But if you're not good at what you're doing. Find another hustle. Yeah. I feel like people think this shit is easy. <laughs> that and just the fact that, I'm going to be honest with you, I get maybe it's my mind state fighting against the, the ways of today, but I always felt like if you do something that you like to do. And fuck what everybody else thinks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, just do what you enjoy doing. Somebody going to notice you. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to notice, even if it isn't enough people to make you rich. That's, we are, we do live in a time of more like instant gratification. So I think it's, it's much easier, not easier, it's much more natural for us to think 
that way. Like, well, if I can't make no money off of it almost immediately or within right. a certain amount of time, then it's stupid. It's pointless. Mm-hmm. That's probably not true at all. It's probably not stupid or pointless. This show, making this show for you is probably doing a lot for you. Not just, I mean, you know, it's fun professionally, fuck, but, but psychologi- psychologically, yeah. you probably get to talk about stuff and you might think about things differently just for the simple fact you got to say them and people going to hear it. You might think about shit a certain yeah. way. You feel me? So it, but, it affects I mean, you. That's why, but that's why I don't want to, I mean, like me and Ryan talked about doing like some theme shows just to like diversify the, the package, mm-hmm. the, the portfolio. But like, I like just doing shows where I'm riffing with my niggas. Right. Specifically. Most people do. Yeah. Like, I don't, but I feel like, I don't know. I, but again, cause. You think that's bad because that's not what you think is going to get you somewhere. No, I think there are people who think, how can I put this? Cause I, like my, my favorite podcast, Bill Simmons podcast is set up, not directly like this, but. I mean, the people has on the show doesn't really be like, okay, let's talk about this, or let's like, you have a movie coming out, let's talk about the movie for forty five mm-hmm. minutes. Like, they'll just they'll talk about basketball for twenty five, and mm-hmm. then somehow he'll be like, oh yeah, you have a movie, like, what's, right. what's it about? And then they'll talk about that for five minutes, and then he'll be like, oh, like if you could do your like dream sports movie, what would that be? And then they'll talk about that for forty five minutes. Like, it goes all over the fucking place. Those are my favorite type of podcast. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know, like, with this entire content creation thing is, like, where, what is, like, what is quality anymore? I think people just think if they, if they get enough clout, enough people listening to them, it don't have to be, like, good, it's just right. about the numbers. I think it's easier, I think what you describe it makes sense, first of all, but I also think that it, it it's much easier when you create themes for a show to discern qualitatively how good a show is mm-hmm. because if you just have people talking about it, the quality only comes from the content of their mouth. So if, mm-hmm. if someone is, is if so someone don't is, have shitty guests, right. And that's what I'm saying. Like if you have good enough guests, someone who can not only hold a conversation, but actually has content and like real, real context and content in their head to provide you the mm-hmm. listener, someone who can actually, you know what I'm saying? With their mouthpiece, just hold your attention. That is a talent. First yeah, of all. So yeah, yeah. if you don't have people like that, well, we got to have themes. We got to have other shit to talk about my nigga. Of course, you know what I'm saying? To keep people interested. So then I get it. I get then, you know, why you'd want to create themes. But if you know that you got niggas around you that are good at that, and let's just be honest, a lot of niggas from the hood do have good mouthpieces. A lot of people from the hood, yeah. you learn how to speak how to talk. because you got, yeah, you learn how to talk. You know what I'm saying? You know how to talk that talk, even if you don't know how to walk any kind of walk. So just, I'm just being honest. Like if that's, if that's what you know, you're around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say that's a smart move. Like you always got to keep that element because that element could be what blows up mm-hmm. themed shows and, and, you know, funny shows or subject shows, they're always great and they're always going to have a category. Always. You know what I'm saying? You're always going to be able to say, my show is this. My right. show is that. Right. But when you, when you just got people that are coming on giving content with their minds, you know, basically just talking about, even if you got a list of, of topics, you just got people basically riffing, like you said. Mm-hmm. If you've got the ability to do that, if the right person hears it on the, at the right time, that's going to stand out more so than, hey, what was your favorite sneaker that came out this year? Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just for the simple fact that as soon as you say that, they categorize it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whereas the other thing is like, wow, who are these people I'm listening to? This is, I've been listening to this for 35, 45 right, minutes, and right. I love everything they've been talking about. They went from shoes to movies mm-hmm. to fucking nigga topics. You know what I'm saying? Like, they <laughs> and it was seamless. All over the place. Right. They, everything seamless. was real. I learned a lot. Like, yeah. that type of shit, I, I get that. You know, I, I, would, I would get why you'd want to keep that element of the show, no matter what you do otherwise. Mm-hmm. I think that's a smart move. To be a content creator, yeah. I think that's a smart thing to keep. I'm t- content creation is wild. <laughs> like I feel like I've, I've I've changed my title from curator to principal to just like creative. I don't even <laughs> fucking know anymore. I just I creative is becoming one of those words. Now. Yeah, just one of the words. But <laughs> but part two of it too is like this is year five of what's him. I don't want my name really attached to it no more. Like this is this is a, this is a standalone brand. Like you contribute, Ryan contributes. Right. Like there are people who write for the site. Like this is yeah. I mean I'm I am. 
I'm responsible for making sure that like it looks nice and stuff gets up. But right. like in terms of the brand itself, like I want this brand to be like not Larry's brand, just, right? Right. Just a no, fucking multimedia company. That's the point. See, that's what I'm saying. If you know that that's an ad, your your life, your Larry is the guy that likes to riff with his friends. Larry mm-hmm. is the guy that prop that can bring that element or whatever. Well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a host with Susan Radio, but like if I were right. if I were ever to do like. A West Sim Radio Network, and you were to want to do a show, then William can have a show on the network. If Ronda want her own show, Ronda can have a show on the network. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't want this to be because for the first four years, and it's mine, I pay for it, so obviously, like, <laughs> it's gonna run through me. Don't ever get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk my shit real quick. No, but <laughs> I was saying like because like it's been solely operated by me. Of course, like I was gonna, I'm always gonna have, I guess, final say over what happens. Yeah. But definitely moving in 2019, like. No, I'm I'm about to get y'all the password to, to Squarespace. So y'all, if y'all want to drop shit, y'all got it. Like I'm. Oh god. Like for real. Oh boy. I mean, writing, y'all, writing is fun. Writing is writing is fun. Writing is fun. Dumb <laughs> mental. Reading is more fun, but writing is fun. So. In my opinion. Yeah. Like I'm I'm really I'm really committed next year to like hey anybody who want to write on this thing for real like here go the, here here go a password post your stuff and that yeah and that, I think that's a good way to take it I just think that you you write to try to keep that element you were speaking of mm-hmm. I don't think that's a bad thing to have you don't have to ever go 100% theme nigga like not ever you can always keep the, as a matter of fact to keep a brand over it makes it easier for you mm-hmm. so that you could just call it what suits him radio instead of saying like you know my my sneaker show or my <laughs> movie show or, you know it ain't gotta be that shit All right. you feel me so All right. okay cool alright bro appreciate you coming on we gonna get your book together you got you got a title for it yeah, well, right uh, now a I'm working title. Yeah, a working title right now is just called Every Little Thing, and mm-hmm. there's probably gonna be a, a colon there with some, like a short, you know, yeah, one of the one of those descriptions, I exactly. Feel, I feel, but I feel. uh, yeah, every little thing, and yeah, all I have right now is still just a Twitter at at, under, the, at the square W-R-G. No, at oh, you changed your shit. Garner. I'm Will yes. Garner at I M Will Garner G A R N E R. Nothing else in there. That's my that's my Twitter. Yeah, yeah. All right, bro. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah, man. All right. All right. One more time, shout out to my brother William for pulling up and talking through a lot of this stuff with me. Um, still didn't really come up with many great answers, but at least we vented to each other, I think, uh, which is great. Um, actually, already have the next episode already recorded, so it won't be like a when is this going to be another two month two month hiatus type situation. Now, me and Rhonda recorded right after me and Will got done, and Will stuck around too. We talked about year-end music and movie lists uh we only wanted to go about another 30 45 minutes on that but i think it might be close to an hour um so i'm gonna do that as a standalone and not as the part two to this as i wanted to initially but that's perfectly fine because this is going to be close to 45 minutes and the second one will be 50 or 55 which is perfect timing that's how that's the time i want to have these so um appreciate y'all listening again y'all check out street creds uh co-work hours until the 30th um they got a very good space down there and they're really cleaning it up and they want y'all down there. So if you're in the city of Detroit um, this week and you need a place to go to get some work done, please head down to 6340 East Jefferson, get you some mimosas and play some Connect Four and get you some work done. And they will be more than happy to have you. So, um, yeah, we'll be back on Friday with the year in music with Ryan and Will. Until then, I'm Detroit Zone. I'm Detroit's own blessing, it owns my love, and everything I am is what Detroit once was, I'm Detroit's own.